Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Good Thursday morning. It's good to be back in Charlotte, back in the Uptown Studios here, the Gittimer.com Studios, doing this Hive O'Clock Alarm after... A crazy night of basketball. I'm not even talking about Kobe Bryant's 60 points. I'm not talking about the Golden State Warriors setting an NBA record with 73 wins in the season. No, I'm talking about the Eastern Conference playoff race that the Hornets were a part of. Crazy night. The Hornets beat the Orlando Magic by double digits and stay put in the sixth seed. They will face off against the Miami Heat in the first round of the playoffs. The Miami Heat a three seed, the Hornets a six seed. This happened by virtue of a Miami Heat loss and an Atlanta Hawks loss to the Washington Wizards that triggered a four-way tie between Charlotte, Boston, Atlanta, and Miami. Uh, They all played paper, rock, scissors, I guess. The point is, David, the Hornets will face off against the Heat. Is this a matchup that you are okay with? I'm okay with this matchup. I think my preference had settled on playing Boston. A lot of that probably had to do with the the, the most recent game they played. But I think you stay in six, which we know the benefits of that moving forward. Not wanting to get too ahead of ourselves. I think the Heat is a little better matchup. Um, rather than the Hawks. But to be honest with you, Doug, I mean, after going through the three-way tiebreakers and two-way tiebreakers and four-way tiebreakers and trying to figure out what the matchup was going to be, I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference either way, to be honest, once you lost home court. So I think playing the Heat, um, especially, you know, without Bosch as they are currently, I'm, I'm, I think you have to be okay with that one. feel like you may be able to go down there and steal a game. It just feels like a more manageable series they do have a lot of experience obviously they'll be ready to go for the playoffs but you know the Hornets play like they did against Boston instead of how they they played in that little lull they'll be fine so yeah I think I'm good with this matchup how how do you feel about it I feel good I feel like the more I thought about it though I, I thought David all of these teams have have played each other close at times and they all have right. obvious strengths and obvious weaknesses. So I don't know if they're after the Hornets lost home court, I don't know if there was a particular matchup yeah. that uh, favored the Hornets tremendously. Uh, right. b- but, you know, I- I've said it before, I like the Heat matchup because you have a Miami Heat team that is depending a lot on guys that uh, – uh, aren't necessarily experienced with with this time of year in Justice Winslow and Josh Richardson, and you know Justice was their leading rebounder last night in a game that the Miami Heat really needed to win to you know be comfortable and secure 
home court advantage because they had the opportunity to leave last night with the sixth seed had Atlanta pulled out a victory against Washington. So by and they had what a, a twenty plus lead against Boston before scoring five points, five only five points in the third quarter. So, you know, a performance against Boston in the third quarter that mirrored the first quarter that the Hornets had against the Atlanta Hawks. So, uh, you know, I think any of these matchups would have been good, but I like, I li- and I also like the fact that the Hornets got the sixth seed, so they're in the 3-6 matchup, David, so they avoid right. a, a possible uh, um, playoff matchup with the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second round. The winner of the 3-6 matchup will play the winner of Toronto and not to mention the the Toronto Raptors play the Indiana Pacers, a team that the Hornets have beaten. So if the Pacers pull off, you know, an upset against the Toronto Raptors, then you know a team that the Hornets have dominated will await them if they can get by the Miami Heat. All good things for the Charlotte Hornets. Right. So let me ask you this, Doug. You went through several scenarios yesterday morning, very early. So I commend you on that. I listened to it, but. Do we, there, there were so many views out there. There were so many breakdowns, and I really couldn't get my hands around which one was 100% accurate, which one was uh, – I mean, I'm assuming most of them out there were, were correct, but I still saw stuff yesterday where I guess virtue of a three-way tie, Boston could have been the three seed. Charlotte could have ended up in six. It's odd that Charlotte wins – Miami loses, and yet they end up, you know, on on opposite sides of that four team uh, stack up. I guess so. That's uh, a four game, a four way tie. I don't know if anyone saw that coming. It's pretty unique, I would think. I don't know. I, I don't recall any specific four way ties in the past, but it's kind of a crazy situation. I mean, but like you said, all these teams are right there. They're they're so close, and they all have the exact same record. So. When you're trying to pick out matchups, it's really personal preference, I guess. So you have to be okay with this matchup. Well, it, it brings up two things. One, that even though the the NBA is trying to de-emphasize uh, the the role of the divisions, uh, the divisions played a role in in these playoff scenarios. And it's always odd when you get to this time of of year. All these teams are so different from what they were in a late October, early November. Yet. I mean, you look back and those first three games for the Hornets against the Hawks and uh, the Heat, those are those played a really important role. Losing those three games for the Hornets played an important role in where they fell in this playoff race. So it's an 82-game season. It seems like an eternity, but you know, every single game counts when it comes down to the wire. I want to go over the playoff schedule really quick. Uh, game one will be Sunday, April 17th. That's good for the Hornets. Gives uh, Nick Batum an extra day of rest with that uh, sprained ankle. Uh, Charlotte at Miami, 5.30 p.m. That game on TNT. Thanks, Miami. Game two, Wednesday, April 20th. Charlotte at Miami, 7 p.m. NBA TV. And then game three, Saturday, April 23rd. Miami at Charlotte, 5.30 p.m. Again on TNT. It's funny though, David. Uh, the Hornets and uh, the Heat, the the only series that doesn't have Game Four scheduled, Game Four Monday, April twenty fifth, to be determined on the time, to be determined on the network. They would be the only East teams playing on Monday. There are two scheduled 
Western Conference matchups. But uh, yeah, they they're they're holding off. Maybe trying to figure out if that's uh, going to be a, a series or not. Maybe. Interesting, interesting, right? There's going to be a game regardless, right? I mean, there be <laughs> Man, what, bear, I mean, no, the the NBA has decided. Look, we want to we want to figure this thing out in five games. So. Uh, you know, get the Heat and Hornets out of the way. Get to Cleveland and Toronto. No, but yeah, it's 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 odd. It's odd. It's a it literally the only everyone else has their game four slated on the time, and the TV network, the Hornets and the Heat don't have either scheduled as far as this NBA dot com release goes. So there you well, go. We'll just have to wait and see. I guess more and more. Things to figure out. I want to. I want to go back to this Orlando game just for one brief moment. Uh, the the Hornets deciding to to play the starters, the starters that they had healthy minus Batum, uh, for a, at least a majority of the first half. They played really well, uh, getting the Hornets a, a pretty massive lead heading towards halftime. But then after the half, the Steve Clifford and the Hornets seemed content with keeping. Uh, the, the the bench unit out there. He cleared the bench. Were you okay with 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 that? And and of course, Orlando started to make a comeback, and it looked like, oh, maybe the Hornets are trying to to uh, lose this game and secure that sixth seed and play. You know, have a chance to play Toronto in the second round. Uh, you know, you never know what's going through the mind right. of, of a coach and a team. But would you have been okay if if this were uh, <clears throat> what one would loosely term? shenanigans yeah i sent you a text i heard the last bit of clifford's uh, pregame talk right before the game and he was mentioning you know the importance of getting guys like troy daniels spencer halls and then he threw in uh tyler hansborough jorge gutierrez uh, trying to get them some minutes you know before the season runs out because hey in the playoffs you never know what could happen and i thought to myself at that moment yeah, I think he's gonna, <laughs> I think he's trying to maybe slide back in to make sure they land in that sixth seed. And then when you look up and uh, Hansborough and his mustache are playing the entire second half, you, you think maybe that's kind of what they're trying to do. And I'm, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I think you don't want to be okay with you know losing or and and nothing that we know about Sue Clifford or these guys would suggest that, right, Doug? But. It just makes sense. I mean, you look at the matchups, you don't know what's going to happen. So they couldn't really jostle to find an ideal matchup, right? Because they had to see what other games were going on. So they, I guess they had a little bit of their own destiny in their in their own hands just by getting that six seed. And six seed is preferable, I think. Once home court was gone, six seed was preferable. So if that is the case of what happened, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's the, the playoffs – Really weren't in the the Hornets' control. Who they played, yeah, exactly. what seed they were. Uh, other than the fact that if they lost, they were virtually guaranteed the sixth seed. So I don't know. I I, I think yeah. I think it was. Um, there wasn't anything. There was a need. There was there the, the, right. There was well. Had they? I guess. I mean, if you were really vying for a certain matchup, if you really didn't want to play the Hawks, right. but you couldn't, but you couldn't determine that. You right? couldn't know it's that. Yeah, you couldn't. Your game. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't know that during a game. I mean, he wasn't holding like you know, like a mini TV or something, or you know, watch or you know, refreshing his box score. Uh, no, we, right. we, you know, no, stay, they're not paying attention to that kind of thing. It's, but it, it's fortunate for the Hornets that 
Atlanta did lose, and and get, and they gave Miami that that third seed, and then uh, Boston getting the win gave the Hornets the sixth seed. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just hey, it, don't don't yeah, sorry, don't you think that if they hadn't have played well the previous game, and you know the starters and the main guys. Uh, you know, Batum was out. Um, you know, Al can use as much time down, I guess, after a good performance. And you know what I mean? Like, if they hadn't played well, if he needed to see something else from them before heading into the playoffs, I feel like they may have played a little bit longer. But, I mean, that performance against Boston was so good. And, you know, they looked fine. Last and Jefferson, night. Jefferson okay. looked great, that, especially yeah, in exactly. that first half. I mean, he looked great. He looked um, yeah. springy. Ready to go, dunking, hitting the shots that he he's normally uh, hit, and he did it off the bench, which is a, a good sign. Because I was starting to wonder, you know, could he do this off the bench? Because he he gets the start the other night and he played really well, and it's like, okay, uh oh. Yeah, see, I think he just wanted to see a good performance. If he hadn't seen that, maybe he played him a little longer. But like we said, all things being equal, there wasn't much they could do. They could do to quote unquote improve their standing or their matchup so might as well get those guys some rest david let's not lose the forest through the trees here the the hornets won 48 games their best season in terms of wins in 16 years they had an offensive rating of 107 it's been a while since that offensive rating has been above 100 they hit 873 three-pointers this season on 36.2% shooting from beyond the arc after hitting 498 last season on 31.6% shooting. Uh, David, I'm going to ask you a question that we'll examine deeper this evening on Hive Talk Live Thursdays brought to you by ESPN 730 with uh, Justin Thomas. What's been the most exciting part about this season for you? I think the turnaround of the offense and just the total makeover that Rich Joe and Clifford and, you know, Michael Jordan, the front office, they've given to this team. I mean, they completely transformed the offense. They brought it into present day NBA. They made the three point shot an actual weapon. And we've seen it. I mean, it's, it's gotten them into some games. It's gotten them back into some games. It saved some wins for them this year. So I think for me, having guys that can score multiple guys that can score and also create, because we knew the defense was going to be there. So having those guys that can do both of those things and give Kimball Walker some help uh, and the other guys as well, but the changing of the offense, giving it just a more exciting uh, product on the court from an offensive standpoint was key, I think, from a lot of different angles and certainly for, for, for getting some more wins. So that's been the biggest thing for me. It's been so much more fun to watch, Doug. I mean, how many years did we go in just slugging through the season Watching a Hornets Bobcats team that couldn't couldn't score and certainly couldn't fill it up from three like this team can. Yeah, this team will compete in this playoff series. It should be very fun to watch. Uh, make sure to listen to us tonight. Hive Talk Live Thursdays, brought to you by ESPN seven thirty. We'll be on at six o'clock p.m. live on HiveTalkLive dot com. A full preview of this upcoming Hornets Heat series should be a fun time. Thank you, David, for uh, joining me again on the Hive O'Clock Alarm. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Until then, folks, all hail the teal and purple. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. 
Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.